you know, running from being poor, running towards making money, you know, all these elements that have turned me into who I am today. And I still make, there's huge blind spots, huge blind spots, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, a challenging part of it. Cause it's like, you, you can, you can make 10 steps forward and you get 11 steps back sometimes, even to this day, there's little, little things that pop up, big things that pop up. Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. I got him back again. Don't let the red fool you. He's not that scary. Uh, but <laughs> my man Parker is in the house. How you doing, sir? Good, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Varsity Parker. We got Varsity Parker <laughs> in the house. You have to be on X to know that. To know yeah, the yeah, that's but, a, uh, a deep inside joke. I got my man back and he said, what do you want to talk today about? And I said, you know, mindset, entrepreneurial mindset, but I was driving to the store before I came home and I was thinking, is entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mindset is that just another word for keeping your fucking emotions in check <laughs> like i don't know if yeah, it's mindset, partially, anxiety. Yeah. yeah yeah you know and it, it, it seems to be the overall topic no matter if i talk to friends that i haven't talked to I'm talking, i just had a friend on last week and we, mm. we we had a great chat and then we spent 45 minutes talking about how we got our teeth kicked in last year uh yeah and it was great, I think it, you know. I, I think the skill set is the survivability. I think that's kind of a big piece of the mindset. Is like, yeah. how much shit can you take without completely breaking? Like, you're gonna break at some yeah. point for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as long as it's not like a fatal break where you're just like, I want to go sweep floors somewhere, you'll make you'll you know you'll survive. So as long as you have like mm -hmm. that attitude, like you'll be all right. And it was funny. I, I forgot where it was the other day. I saw maybe a tweet or something talking about this and. um it's like it's really just like getting beat to death so much that you're just callous to being beat and then everything seems and i talked about that with some friends of mine too who just don't do the same thing and the level of stress that affects them versus me completely different like like their stress level is like a one and they're freaking out and mine's like a 98 and i'm like oh, oh i'm starting to realize there's some stress here <laughs> like it's just totally. you know decades of of getting beat up basically. So I think that's probably a big part of the, the mindset. I don't really know. I'm not a genius here. <laughs> well, you know, and I think it's, I think it's, I'll tell you what it's done for me. And this is kind of a new thing for me, which is very hard at 41 years old. Like I never have ever for help, you know, like, and like mentors earlier, maybe didn't have the best intentions. And, and so on and so on. And now I have a group of business partners and, and people that I respect and that are mentoring me and, and the project resources that don't give a fuck about the financial gains. They're more worried about Austin Lenny the human. And and my dad's back in my life and he nice. built a business and sold it. The, having those things, I didn't realize how much I needed that in my life and, until it came in my life in the right way. Yeah, just yeah, people that you can talk to guys that. like you, you know, guys like you, stuff like that. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of need that support system. Like, we, but it's also as men, it's like very difficult to ask for help when you need it, 
Like it's the last thing I'm thinking about, but if I need it, it's like, I need it right now. Like it's not, it's no longer like, Hey, I can kind of feel, um, kind of getting a little, you know, no, it's like, I, this is an emergency now because I've overlooked to this problem for so long. And it's really, it's ironic because it's usually like, you know, within businesses or making decisions within businesses, look, I'll be the first one to admit I've made some really bad mistakes in business over the years, but at the same time, it's like, I probably, it's like, you don't know what you don't know in like personal life, emotional, mental health. I'm sure I've made way more mistakes <laughs> because it's like something I don't understand as much. I don't pay attention to as much. Now I'm you know, getting a little better, but I'm still like, I still uh, you get a, like back to what, you, what I was just saying with survivability is like for a decade of life, I trained myself to just be like, Oh, that's a problem. Ignore it. Focus on what matters. Like it just because I can't control that. I need to control this. Let me go after this. And then I was so good at compartmentalizing things. It bleeds over into everything else in life. Um, so for me, it's like I can compartmentalize better than anybody for sure. But it's like uh, at some point in life, that becomes a problem <laughs> because you got to take stuff out of the compartments at some point and address them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's different. Like within a business, okay, cool. You have SOPs. You understand like, hey, we have to deal with this issue over here. It becomes an objective, right? Not, not like this ambiguous, like, uh, I don't feel like getting out of bed today or, you know, like this, like this, this kind of like, uh, it's not very tactile. It's, uh, I'm not sure what that is in terms of mental health, because again, I'm an idiot and I haven't paid any attention, but, uh, this is a big area where, because you can, um, train yourself to be so good at one thing, you know, focusing on goals, targets, you know, Q1, Q2, Q3, uh, your operations, your sales, your marketing, all these KPIs, what's the KPI for mental health? And how does, how does that look when you have to take stuff out of the box and start addressing it after a decade? You know, what, yeah. what does that look like? But, you know, it's fun, kind of funny. It's like the inverse. You have to kind of unlearn what you taught yourself to be successful in a business. Yeah, because you're, you're counseling, yeah, you're counseling behavior, you're especially in my late 20s, like, with problems. Like, if I didn't have to, like, if I didn't have to think about Finances where I would just make more money and then wouldn't think about it anymore. Yeah. Dude, my, still walking dude, in quicksand. My running joke for years was just make more money. Like if if everyone would just even bring me a problem, like hey, I stubbed my toe, and my answer was always make more money, make more money, make more money. You know, I'm not happy with this, and I have it. Make more money, make more money. It was always that, which is hilariously dumb if you think about it. But also in the moment, it's like I, I am hammer. I, everything looks like a nail. You know, yeah, um, my favorite, my favorite yeah, 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 and it, you know, there's there's some good out of that, but net negative. <laughs> and just and anybody that hasn't listened to your first episode, like, just give them a brief overview of how many companies you have, just so they understand the scale that we're talking about here. So, uh, so, so we have a total of eighteen. Well, it's actually more than that. It's twenty now. Sorry, uh, it's been eighteen for a while. It's eight at uh, twenty wholly owned companies. And then we've invested, you know, angel type investments and in another, I think it's almost 90 now. Um, but small, that can be really small stuff, but you know, everything from a, a brewery to a dissolvable bag business to uh, a CPA firm to a marketing firm to real estate, you know, we're kind of all over the place. We kind of have three buckets of, of our business. Mm -hmm. We kind of operate like a family office. Um, 
one portion is private equity. Second is technically more of an angel than a VC. Uh, it's more, we talk, I like the idea. I like you, I believe in you. Let's, let's see what we can, we can do here. Maybe a JV strategic partnership, something like that, or investment, whatever. Uh, and then the real estate side of things as well. Guys, let me take a minute to tell you about my buddies over at Lead Hub, Ben and Aaron, the best humans I know. Not only are they amazing at marketing for trade companies, but Ben started his HVAC company in his garage, sold it for multi-million dollars. So when this guy talks, I listen. When we took over Deets Mechanical, we had 22 reviews in 22 years in seven short months. We went from 22 reviews to 107. We went from a 4.2 to 4.7. We tripled our Facebook presence and we tripled our calls. If you're an HVAC, plumbing, electric, landscaping company, and you're looking for a no BS approach to marketing, you're looking for people who have done it before, you got to go to leadhub.net. And, you know, what part of, um, as you sit here today and we're recording this today, you know, I'm sure you love each one of them the same. Which which part of that bucket, those three buckets, which ones do you enjoy the most as we sit here today in January? Um, that's a good question. I th I think I'll always kind of have a soft spot in my heart for my marketing business because it's one of the companies I founded. It's been around the longest. Um, well, well, longest that I founded. Anyways, one of the companies we invested in started in the '80s, but um. Yeah, I mean, I started that in 2010, and it's you know I I kind of made my bones on that. I mean, I I remember freaking door knocking and cold calling, you know, closing people for 500 bucks a month, a thousand bucks a month, and you know, super small deals, and it was a grind for many years. And I went through ups and downs of that business for sure, of of just like the mental side of it. it's like, fuck, like come on, like come on, we got to get mm -hmm. something going. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, I, I it still resonates quite a bit, and that that was a business I stepped back into actually in a in a role uh in 23 for a few months so it was cool to kind of see the state of the industry and kind of put my finger back on the pulse it's been a little while and you know as you look at the guy that started that business or bought into it and the guy that sits here today is you had to step back in so you were for a long time you stepped back in you know did you maybe you haven't had time to reflect on it because it kind of just happened recently did you see was there any part of you that saw how much you, you grew as a person from when you started it to when you started back in? Are the two of the capacity that you had? Um, I'll tell you the one thing I did notice, because you're right, I haven't really had a lot of time to sit down and reflect on you know what my thoughts were, but I will tell you there's a couple of observations I made pretty quickly in myself. One, as, because it's been a while since I've been operating in that business, and so when I come back in, it's like, all right, the 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 neural pathways are there. I remember the process, uh, but there's a different twist on it now. And what I noticed was my decisiveness was way better than it used to be. Uh, I, w I was able to just see the path and say, that's where we're going. Or very quickly assess um, with a group of my people and say, hey, you know, let's talk about it for you know 20 minutes, 15 minutes. You give me your, your pros and cons. Let's talk about it. Let's walk through devil's advocate side of things. Okay, here's what we're going to go. Go. And and rather than being like, all right, let's table this until next week or uh, maybe do some more research and get back to me and then we'll talk about it more. And now it turns into a couple weeks, a couple months, maybe longer even. Um, I could just make a decision on the spot or maybe one follow-up conversation, uh, you know, some confirmation of data or whatever. 
Um, but the speed at which I can make decisions fairly coherently uh, was definitely a, a big difference back in the day. And, and I think it has to do with back when I was really in the thick of things. I mean, it was for a long time. It was just me and some contractors. I mean, everyone, anyone who's been in the digital marketing space has built their agency the same way, right? It's like, if you don't have a check behind you, I didn't have a check behind me. Um, everything I made just kind of got reinvested. Um, and with, uh, with working, working in the business every day, um, I'm super familiar. That's most of my career has been that. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, very different when you're not, I always describe it as an operational fog. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I describe this to, you know, managers now is like, imagine you're driving on a two lane highway in the forest, right? Straight drive, but it's extremely dense fog. Okay. And if you ever driven in a fog, you know, shit, I can't see, I got to slow down. I got to be very careful. I got to squint. I got to, you know, whatever, look out, you know, whatever you got to do. Right. Imagine that's you managing the business, being the CEO, whatever, right? Maybe not even the CEO, lower than that, but like middle management, which is essentially what you are when you're a solopreneur, right? So you're operating day to day, you're in this fog. So you're reactionary for sure. You want to be proactive. You want, you understand you're smart, you get it. Um, but for the most part, you're pretty reactionary because your time is just spread so thin. You're doing a thousand things, blah, 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 blah. While somebody who maybe be on your, might be on your board or somebody above you might be in a helicopter, you know, 2000 feet above you or a plane 30,000 feet above you, right? The distance from the operational fog gives you clarity of vision long-term. And, and, you know, if you're like, I would maybe describe, you know, team leader on the road, middle manager in the helicopter, CEO and beyond in the plane, right? Which means I can see 60 miles down the road, there, there's a, a bus overturned. The helicopter can see, hey, six miles up the road, I can see there's some people on the road. This guy sees two feet in front of him. So you have to trust the people above you to help lead and you have to rely on their vision. So I, I love that analogy quite a bit. Um, so it's now it's it's now taking somebody in the plane and it, putting them back into the fog. Maybe they have a periscope now because they, they understood I need to have a periscope and, or whatever. Right. They understand there's mechanisms and, and things they can't see. Um, so I think that's probably uh, one of the bigger things I, I noticed for sure. And I think when I talk to you, you know, when I continue to get to know you and we talk more and more, like I'm not saying that you don't listen to podcasts. I'm not saying that you don't read books, but like, it feels like to me, you know, you're the entrepreneurship's entrepreneur. Like it feels like you're, when you talk and you strategize, it feels like you're, understanding is from the street i mean the operation chops of it and you can you can spot it within two seconds in a conversation if they've kind of theorized it from a book like you've you've got the scars to prove it and it comes out when you speak yeah so i i tend to agree with you um because there's people even now i'll meet people that are so eloquent and they understand every terminology in the book right? Like, oh, they got their MBA. They know all the terms. And I'm like, no, you just need the cash to do this. And, you know, <laughs> and it's just very different um, because for sure it's from the streets. You know, I have no education on paper. I'm an idiot, basically. I really shouldn't be doing anything. Um, but uh, persistence, stubbornness, and just extreme distaste of failure and 
you know, running from being poor, running towards making money, you know, all these elements that have turned me into who I am today. And I still make, there's huge blind spots, huge blind spots, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, a challenging part of it. Cause it's like, you, you can, you can make 10 steps forward and you get 11 steps back sometimes, even to this day, there's little, little things that pop up, big things that pop up and it's decision rationale. It's, it's all these little things that you don't know what you don't know, man. And, and for me, the learning experience for sure <laughs> are the bruises and the cuts and the fuck. Why'd I do that? Oh, fuck. Why I do that again? Idiot. Like, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a healthy, uh, healthy level of, uh, uh, self-criticism for sure. Um, mm -hmm. to kind of try to try to make me learn that, that lesson. Yeah. Um, you know, the more painful ones you're definitely going to hold on to, but, um, there's a lot of little ones along the way that, you know, everything moves so quickly, right? People don't want to think life is short, but it's fucking short and yeah. time zips by. And if you're not paying close attention to a million different things, a lot just goes past you, goes over your head, goes, you know, you're not paying attention. It's sight, uh, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate the times that I can, I think maybe we've just talked about this before, appreciate the times that I can just go sit not have my phone and just be in dead silence by myself because that's mm -hmm. when all the thoughts I have can be mm -hmm. processed. And I mean, there's times like even now, sometimes I'll just go, if I don't have a meeting or something in the morning, I'll go grab a coffee, put in some headphones and just sit and not look at my phone and just put it in my pocket and like resist the urge and just sit there because then I'll, I'll just, I'll get a flood of ideas instantly. Number one. And number mm -hmm. two, I'll, I'll start thinking about things more, more deeply and like, Oh, why did I do that? Why, why, why was that good? And like, and, and yeah, sure. I could probably Google, Hey, what's the reason behind these types of whatever, right? That kind of stuff you could probably, do, or you can ask somebody, but a lot of times the value for me is to kind of connect that pathway. It's like, you know, can you explain it to your grandmother kind of thing? It's like, uh, if I don't really understand it, I shouldn't probably sit down and think about it, especially if it makes a huge impact on my life or people around me I care about or my business or whatever. Um, I think that's the only way I've been able to really survive is taking those times. And I notice for sure, if I don't do it for a little while, it kind of backs up where I'm like, Shit, I, I gotta get away. I gotta go do something. I gotta, you know, just go spend an, three hours somewhere by myself quietly. <laughs> and I'll be able to process so much stuff in that time because now you know how it is. You're on the phone all day. I mean, my phone dies three times a day. I'm on the phone constantly, a million emails, coordinating people and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, that is a lot of cognitive load <laughs> and like, we'll never admit that. Cause like, hey, no, I don't need help. I'm good. I'm fine. Whatever. But you know, and I have that question quite a bit too. It's like, how do you do all these different things? It's like, I enjoy it. It's really fun for me. And I do like the variety and the action and how busy it is and always solving problems. I love all that, but the counterbalance for me to love that and appreciate it is I have to break away sometimes. Um, and the running joke for years was I would just burn myself out for a few years and then take like a few months out off and go out of country or whatever. No one would hear from me. And then I would come back literally it would be every couple of years. Um, but I'm trying to get a little better now where it's like little, I call them mini retirements where it's like, uh, you know, take a month and go somewhere and yeah, you can still work, but not the same intensity you have to, you know, if it's in Europe, it's great because, you know, the, the, I think we talked about this too, is like the morning, nobody's awake in the U.S. really. So you're not going to get a ton of 
you know, real time stuff. And by the time dinner's done in Europe, you know, everyone's just wrapping their day and blah, blah, blah. And you're in bed. So it's kind of gives you a half day, forces you into having a half day if you, if you want to take it. So, um, yeah, I think that balance is, is a big deal for me now. Yeah. I think that, uh, a couple years ago, especially when I started getting into heavy coaching, you know, I was just on a huge impact and I was just flooded with so much decisions and people's problems and, and, uh, Guy who was like the delivery guy to on an African guy with a massage certification, too. And he said, I think you should go get a massage. And uh, he's like, Not one of those like resort fucking things. He's like the real one, you know, where you release energy and all this stuff. And funny enough, it's become a non negotiable for me. I put my phone away. It's my time. Built three businesses during that time, like mentally. Mm. Like the business built three years ago during the massage. Literally made the masseuse stop and whiteboarded it and then went back to the massage. <laughs> so for me, it's those those times and I'm, I'm trying to get better that, that you can't be running at full speed all the time and you, and you got yeah. to do that whole thing. Um, for me, when you're, not, when you're not creative, like that's when I know things are messed up. When I'm not thinking about the business, I would, that's when you're running at the end of your wick and it's time to like, you know, put it in neutral and kind of take a minute, right? Which is... Which is hard because I think the overall thing that I've seen is like the entrepreneur thinks if they turn out the fire, they can't turn the plane back on. That's like the biggest fear. Yeah, I think especially in the beginning, you know, it depends on where you're at with your revenue and all that kind of stuff and team size. If it's just you, yeah, kind of likely you can't. But, um, you know, your first goal should really get to a point where you can get somebody in there to – I'm not saying like, you know, on X where yeah. every, you know, searcher is like, first thing i want to do is replace myself i'm like eh, yeah you've never been a founder maybe like because i i feel like yeah sure but at the same time the, the there's if you're the founder there's a lot of magic uh that comes from who you are in that business and um you need to have a, a good team around you to help you know, counterbalance. Like if you need that time, if I need a month away, I got to have somebody to pick up the slack. Who's going to respond to my emails? Who's going to, you know, whatever, right. Who's going to direct the traffic. Who's going to, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever my tasks are. If you don't have that, your goal should be to build revenue, sell the hell mm -hmm. out of whatever you're doing until you can afford to do that. Train them well until you build the trust with them. And then as soon as you can take that time for yourself, you know, and then come back refreshed and, and prepared to, you know, exceed the expectations of, you know, whatever your goals are for that year. So uh, I want to share something I never share with you. So I'm 41 years old. You actually represent everything I can't stand. Uh, you <laughs> live <sick>. in Miami. <laughs> you live in Miami. You live in New York. You drive flashy cars. I should hate you on paper, every part of you, because uh, I'm not a fan. I don't blame you for that. I blame Instagram. But, yeah. <laughs> you are you are the most humble guy I've ever met. You're generally curious about other people, and you want to see people succeed. And it's such, you know, that's why we're connected, because you're such a good yeah. person, even though you have all those things going on, and, and that's why life is fun, right? Because that's the kind of business that you want to do people Sure. You know, hang out and be a community. Yeah, and like you gotta remember, man. Like, I grew up in a in a trailer. Like, you know, any like, and it's you know, I have a good friend of mine that 
you know, we've gotten really close to the last several months and he's a legit billionaire. Like, I don't know the exact number, but I know mm -hmm. one of his companies, what it's worth and it's several billion. Um, mm -hmm. and he's a car guy and all that stuff. Like we jam and he knows every famous person on the planet. It's ridiculous, but humble, humble dude. And you know, he's taught me a lot over the last, you know, period of time here. And, um, you know, you gotta kind of appreciate the fun while it's there and when it's, you know, gone or when you don't want it anymore, you can't do it or whatever it goes like it is what it is. You know, you need to build value around. I'm not saying not, you know, don't enjoy your hobbies. Like if you're a car guy, go have fun with cars. And I think, you know, I think it's easy for people to kind of shit on, you know, yeah, especially on social media, it's easy to shit on like, you know, luxury things and blah, 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 blah. I get that. I totally get it. Like uh, Parker mm -hmm. and I the other day were talking about, I was like, yeah, I would post more of this, but it's kind of like, you know, yeah. people just shit on it immediately. So it's like, yeah. it, you know, there's no real point other than like showing like I'm doing this thing today. That's kind of, you know, maybe that's mm -hmm. interesting and part of building an audience and whatever. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, you know, I feel like the, the relationships that I have in my life and I will tell you over the past, like really since, you know, middle of 23, you know, I have spent a lot of time um, working on myself, trying, trying new things and kind of challenging some aspects of who I am and identity and all that stuff. And I've realized that, you know, now, I mean, I've, I've met 200, 300 people new, maybe more than that. I don't know. A lot of people, new people in the last six months. And some of those people I have really deep relationships with some I'm going into business with some, I just check in on and they check in on me and like, it's pretty, pretty amazing um, because that's mm -hmm. what the, the spice of life is for me. Like, sure. Mm -hmm. I love all fun, nice stuff, blah, 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 blah. And like, that's a, a box of enjoyment for me. I want to check. That's fun. It's a hobby. Cool. Mm -hmm. But like, I'd much rather, like, I'd much rather go to some S and B conference and shoot the shit with a bunch of guys that are like building their, you know, Dude, sub $10 million like, businesses. Like a bunch I'm of like, yeah. for four hours of you know i love it it's my favorite yeah yeah and it's it's funny i think maybe we discussed this too but um i think the reason that i find that that group of people so interesting is because they're like me like yeah some are much smarter than me for sure but but there's also some that are just starting off there's some that are you know been doing it for a long time and are struggling and they need a little you know input or whatever there's looking for insight that's cool um there's people that genuinely like want to help. And like for me, a lot of times, and I don't know if you've, you, I'd be curious what your opinion is on this from the outside looking in, but I feel like most of the time when I talk to somebody new, I'll start hearing what they're saying. And I'm just thinking of ways to like, Hey, you should talk to this guy. He can help you. Or uh, I'm immediately thinking of ways to like, Listen, it's just happened yesterday. Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's yeah. us. <laughs> No, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, man. I met like, this guy on Twitter, and he was like, this is what we're doing. Getting married six months. I need to be here. I go, you need to talk to this guy. This guy. And yeah, he's like, yeah, exactly. dude, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because, I don't know, there's so many people that don't, I don't know, automatically think that way. And then the other side is a lot of people don't automatically assume that's kind of what the intentions are of the person. <laughs> Especially if they maybe are a little further along in their career or whatever, they're like, mm -hmm. mm, you know, a little like a little hesitant. Yeah. But I genuinely, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't need anything from you. <laughs> like, I'd rather if you tell me you need to raise capital. I'm like, oh, here's a couple LPs that might be interested in your thing. Mm -hmm. Go. Mm -hmm. Um, or or like a, a guy I met um recently. He uh 
kind of a similar position to me, different, different uh, guy, but he was texting me. He's like, I'm kind of in this position, exiting a business, have some capital, looking to invest kind of all over the place. I'm like, let me connect you on text with six people. Bang, 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 bang. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and from then, like some, some deals have happened out of that, I think. Um, And even things like in the real world, you know, not, not just meeting people from random places and being referred and all that, like that, that New York thing, that the Texas thing we're going to do, um yeah those are those are ways to deepen on the podcast where he's helping he's helping my it guy dial in our it like i mean that was from a trip man yeah but it's you do business with people you like and you get along (laughs) with right like you have to be confident you have to do stuff andrew goes look man i talk to people on a regular basis but in the first five minutes i meet you he's like i didn't want to leave you and i'm like (laughs) i'm like i loved it I tell I tell everybody I tell everybody the only mistake that was made in this universe was that I wasn't born in New Jersey because <laughs> I belong in an Italian family and I should have been born in New Jersey. That's, that's the only. Uh, that's the only because I love that family business. What do you need? Yeah. Can I help your business, right? And yeah, Parker yeah. and I have another rule. Okay, it's very. This is a hard and fast rule. I have it with my guys down in Texas. If we ask you if you like Nickelback and Creed, and you tell us no, we're not <laughs> doing business out with of my you office. <laughs> because you're lying through your fucking teeth. Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. true story. I said the same thing to all my texts the other day. Got a boombox. I was playing Nickelback, Hilarious. and they were all Good. singing, and they were like, "Who doesn't love this?" <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. My my girlfriend and I went to this uh, restaurant recently, and but we had a little bit of time to burn, so we went to a bar next door. You know, not really a hole in the wall bar, but just kind of like, uh, kind of like a pub ish, but a little more hipstery. But they had like you know games and whatever baloney, and uh, but they had an old school jukebox in there. I'm like, oh man! So I started flipping through it. They just had tons of different, um, you know, different uh, songs and artists, whatever. And I found a page with, with Creed. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, game on, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know. As we move into 2024, and, you know, I think that I like to zoom out. I like to zoom in. I'm kind of all over the place. Um, on a bigger scale, I just interviewed uh, Josh Schultz from uh, Reg and Josh, and we were talking about how true operators in this environment, you know, are going are gonna to shine through, you know. And if somebody is getting started, they want to start their own business or they want to just level up their game you know what is your kind of like one two punch to kind of get them uh their operational mindset their entrepreneurship mindset dialed in before we get out of here sorry you you broke up at the end there what what was the question if if they want somebody that has their own business wants to level up their own business or or be involved in, in in bigger businesses what's your one two punch like how you take took your mindset to the next level Oh man, that's a loaded question. Um, I mean, for the business, make more money. Uh, <laughs> make more money. That's perfect. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Make more money. I think for yourself, you know, you you kind of have to look inward a bit and try to find those blind spots um, that you neglect. And there's something I, I wrote about the other day, but you know, finding things that you you know you need to do. And you just kind of avoid them or push them off or push them off. Just commit 
one day to just, hey, I'm going to do all the things I don't want to do today just to prove that mm-hmm. I can do it. And then the next day, do the same thing. And the next day, make sure that's the first thing. Because if you if you do the shit work first, um, and I'm talking to the people that are like in the grind <laughs> and maybe getting mentally beat up a little bit, um, and maybe the solopreneurs for sure. But, um, you know, if you do the hard stuff first and get it out of the way, commit to doing that. The rest of it's easy. I mean, if it's if it's you know if it's trying to cold call people because you hate cold calling, but you know you need to do it because you got to drum up business, just commit to doing ten, right? Mm-hmm. And once you get past ten, do another ten, and then you know do another whatever, right? Whatever that is, just to get yourself out of the the fear or or, or get it, check it off your list. It's been on there for two weeks or whatever, right? Like we all do it, you know. We all it's just natural, you know. Uh, I don't have time for that. I'm busy. I don't feel like doing that. Whatever you push it off, you push it off. I would say if you're really bad at it, you know, find somebody, even if they're a family member, who cares? I, I've done that before. Back in the day when I was like, fuck, I keep procrastinating these things and I have to do it. I would tell my brother, like, here's a list of things I need to do. Can you yell at me until I do this? <laughs> like, like literally, if at the end of the day, call me mm-hmm. and say, have you done these things? And if not, I I need a smack in the mouth. Like, mm-hmm. uh, this is serious. I got to treat this serious. And like, you know, everyone gets in this rut where they, you know, neglect certain things and whatever. And that, that probably goes for more than just, you know, your business, but, um, yeah. you know, do, do the harsh shit first and make more money. <laughs> so I think I was talking to a client today and, and I can think about to my, this business and other businesses, you know, we become a society of 90%. Like we, we're not finishers. We take it all the way and then we get distracted and we move on. Like if you start something, you finish it. Become yeah. somebody that finishes, and I promise you, you'll watch your confidence shoot the roof. And that can be the smallest thing. It could be one push up a day, ten push ups a day, or I'm gonna do, you know, this thing that I don't want to do. Like, mm. you know, I got a client. He cold calls and he hates it. And I'm like, you do more of them. Like, yeah. and every time it's it gets for a little you. bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's it's funny, man. I, I I posted this thing the other day about um. Uh, cold calling is like an experience. I was with cold calling and whatever, but uh, there was a a little graphic that was really funny to me. It was like uh, I forget what it was, but it was <laughs> I'll find it for you real quick. Basically, it was um a joke and kind of you know kind of tongue in cheek a bit uh for people of the younger generation and really my generation too. It's like, hey, give them a call, and the guys I've already emailed. And it's, be quick to call. He's like, I texted them too. And then it's just call them. I'll send them another email. It's like constantly like f- afraid of doing this thing. But that's a great example. It's like, just what do you have to lose? You know what? Somebody's going to say, why the fuck are you calling me? Okay, fair, fair point. Mm-hmm. Learn from it. Try to get around it. Say, hey, look, I totally understand you. I feel the same way too. Here's the reason, blah, 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 whatever, right? Have your pitch. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a, it, all this is a craft. And the way you build a craft is through repetition. And a lot of the repetition mm-hmm. is, is trudging through piles of shit you don't want to do mm-hmm. <laughs> for a decade. And then you're an overnight success, basically. My uh, friend, he owns a company. And he started was in a job and then he went to wholesale. And he said, everything I have in my life is because of a cold call. Yeah. He goes, I called DMU. You became my coach. You changed my life. I switched into new business. My business partner, and they have four companies together, 
was a cold call. He was trying to buy his property. They met up. He said, everything I have in my life is a cold call. If I would have done those things, I'd be still where I was. Yep. Yep. I totally get it, man. And I, you know, I've had on that topic of cold calls, I've had a lot over the years that have been just out of left field. The one I, I, I don't know if you saw, but I, I did one yesterday about this uh, cold call I had back in 2012. And it was like three days of me fucking ripping phones and not getting any, everyone's just fucking just the worst people ever. Nobody interested, you know, just the worst. And then the fourth day I got a big deal and it was like, Oh, but that's what, that's what, that kind of stuff is, you know, cold outreach is notorious for the ups and downs of the emotional, you know, I, I always used to joke is like with sales, again, back to what we were saying earlier is, you know, you kind of become callous to certain things. And that skill as an example is one of those things. I mean, in the, when you're first starting in sales, every win feels fucking amazing. And every no feels like you're getting punched in the gut. And it's like the emotional plane is like this and it could be down straight down for a while. And then you get one that's up and then down even further and you get a bunch that's up and then bunch that's down. Like it's just all over the place. So managing your emotions within that is really, really challenging in the beginning, especially, but over time, like for me now, I, I'm callous. I could rip cold calls all day long, get yelled at, won't feel a fucking thing. And I could close a bunch of deals. I won't feel anything. It's like, cool. Good. Next. It's like, you know, it's just a numbers game. Don't care. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, you don't want me to call you again? I'll call you next week. Have a great day. Click. Like, I, I don't care. It's, it, I don't feel, I feel nothing. And yes, you should have some empathy and whatever, but like at the same time, look, I'm, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make clients, make business. You know, it's, it's different. You know, if people want to talk you down, they want to get to know you. How will they do that? Um, social medias, Parker D little, or I'm varsity Parker. <laughs> uh, we also actually just built a website. One of my guys, uh, last weekend built a website, uh, it's just Parker D little.com. And that has some info. And if you want to get in touch, if you want to pitch, you want to partner, you want to work, hit me up. I love it guys. If you got some from this episode, send it to a friend, rate us and review us and we'll see you next time.